Hello. How are you? Hi. How's it going? Hey. Welcome to the Bloody Stream Podcast. I'm Brian. And I am Jorge. <laughs> I was just doing what you did. I know, I did. I was so happy about it. That's why I started laughing because it worked. Keep going. Um, and we're joined by our very special guest friend, the the person behind the awesome fucking theme song you just heard, John. How Hello. are you? Hello. Yeah, yeah, really... John from Eyes of Astoria. Jayad. Yes. How is it going? Last part. Yeah, you can go. You can uh, check out the the link directly to the Eyes of Astoria Spotify in the description below, down below. By the way, link in the doobly doo thing. Again, this is our <laughs> second episode in a day, so we don't have any mention for you. I forgot to do my elongated hello, or I'm horrible. I'm yeah, yes. because you're running. Everybody's on E. Oh, because I'm actually running good right now because I was drinking oh. vodka for the last one. I'm drinking whiskey for this one. So we're yeah. we're in a, we're in a mood, folks. Yep, no mentions going today. up. On a Tuesday. Yes. But this one, this time, this is our first. This is a Thursday for y'all listening, so we apologize. Yes. We are we are breaking the tradition with John. This is the it's first over. movie that he's on where it's not a rock and roll movie. Yeah, it's kind of a bummer. It's, it's, you... it's a bummer, you know? Uh, I did this... agree to it. <laughs> you want yeah. yeah. Well, this is one that I wanted to do, and uh, John, you said you would also like to be on this one. Yeah. So this is, of course, Wes Craven's New Nightmare, if you didn't, if you didn't know, which I never know whether to just call it New Nightmare. Is I West call it Craven's, West Craven's New Nightmare. I usually it's do. both, I think, because it's on some platforms when I was Googling it as New Nightmare, and mm-hmm. it's on others as a West Craven. I think the full official name is Wes Craven's New Nightmare. Right. It's different sure. than when people just have like the person's name small above it or something. It is like really like built into the title. Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. Totally. Absolutely. So you can, of course, watch this film on HBO Max. And if you need to know where it is at the time that you're listening to this, because, of course, they change all the time, you can check out thebloodystream.com. Now, John, you had a little bit of trouble finding this movie, right? You said I it did, did, yeah. It wasn't on the HBO Max channel for Amazon. Is that what it was? So we have Hulu here. That's kind of what okay. we use. Honestly, we have Hulu specifically because I'm a huge Law & Order fan, and that's where that that's is. <laughs> tremendous. So, um, shout out SVU. Anyways, um, so on on the Hulu app on the PS4, there's an yeah. HBO Max plugin or whatever, add-on, I guess, and it had yeah. a free trial, so I downloaded that. I guess it's limited, though, because they only have, like, they have a significantly smaller collection and you can't search. You have to like browse. So I literally did spend about five minutes scrolling to end first. I was like new nightmare. (laughs) And then I was like W so far down this list, but yeah, (laughs) wasn't there. Long story short. So I guess it's on HBO max, but not the Hulu version. They just, I think they also just pulled their deal with, or ended their deal with Amazon for a, HBO Max like plus hmm. channel on oh. Prime or something because they just want to fucking you know just keep it all in get house. all the grubby little dude. There's so many yeah. I didn't realize that because like I used to just rent movies through PlayStation directly, yeah. but I guess they yeah. canceled that service in August oh. is what I learned, which is a bummer because that my PS4 is kind of like my command center for like hundred percent, hundred percent. So that's why I didn't watch Shutter that's for the longest now. time because they don't have an app. Same, actually, yeah. And I was yeah. sick of going to my computer because to me that's like work, right? So yeah. I like to use my PS4 for everything else. But now Absolutely. I gotta, I gotta adapt to to the new uh, world. I guess. <laughs> you know, I mean that is that is kind of why we have this podcast, right? Because yeah. it is there are so many streaming services out there. 
And a lot of us have ended up just like amongst our friends and sharing passwords. We end up having a lot of these services, you know, I bet, yeah. uh, and it's, it's a pain in the ass to search. I mean, if you have an Apple TV, you can search across them really easily, but that I don't always trust either. Sometimes they miss shit. Do you still have to pay for them individually if you do Apple TV? Yeah. Or like, okay. yeah, you have to pay for each service individually, but they do have a, a search function that allows you to search across all of them. Got it. Okay. But cool. it isn't perfect. Honestly, our yeah. s- our site is better than bloodystream.com. Our site's perfect.com. <laughs> yeah. It's only as good as just watch, which I is think you just said our this. site is better than the bloodystream.com. But your site our, our is site is perfect, which the bloodystream. is thebloodystream.com. <laughs> you can see where all of these movies are streaming and not just horror films, all films actually because I don't have any way to turn that off. So you can only if you browse search, yeah, you can through horror films, but you can search for any film. And I was wondering about that because I definitely found, well, I mean, things thing. that could be horror movie or maybe not. I was like, horror is this intentional? No, yeah. you, can, you can fully find Toy Story on there. Like, oh, Toy Story oh, was the go. one we used to go, oh, we can find anything yeah. here. We use an API so we get all of our data from justwatch.com. Dot com. But we don't have all the fucking ads that they do. so Because we don't like money. My site works a lot fucking faster than that's, this does. There you go. That's so exactly because we don't like money. That's quote <laughs> of the day. Because <laughs> I do this for fun. Anyways, Wes Craven's new nightmare. More like Wes Brian. Craven's nude nightmare. Did, were there? Was there a lot of nudity? <laughs> no. You just you just saying things. There is no nudity. I did this whatsoever. with you. Brought up Hellbound Heart, and I said more like Hellbound Fart. So that was funny though. <laughs> I, right. was pretty I good. suppose this wasn't funny. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's really How good if you're you. ever in an art class in high school, because they'll be like, it'll like the stool will say like art stool, and you'll be like, check it out, <laughs> fart, fart stool. stool. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey. <laughs> fucking fart history 101. Remember whoopee cushions? Those are fun. Like I bags. do like a good whoopee cushion. Oh, whoopee cushion yeah, so top tier. It's yeah. so good. That should hey. be in fart history 101. <laughs> Slipping under someone's like chair, you know, they they don't even see it coming. <laughs> Yeah, that's way better than the like the Stephen King era pin, you know. Like, <laughs> what? I assume that what? all bullies come from Stephen King era style things, you know. I think he just writes them really oh, well. Oh, you know? just because he's really good at writing bullies. So like, fifties yeah. bullies are the ones that have like would put pins. He's t- really oh, good oh, at writing chair, future you know? murderers. I don't know if he's good at writing mm-hmm. bullies. He's good at writing fucking people who abuse and are abused. Yeah, like, I love Stephen King. Bummer. Oh, so good. A Everybody plus. does. Tremendous. Everybody so does. Good. One of the best writers in the world. I agree. But go back and write a better ending for The Stand. But anyway, that's fine. Don't also, take that. the kid sex out of it. Well, <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, Brian, <laughs> what would you rate uh, West, West Craven's New Nightmare? I would give it... I think I would give it a Mr. Cool. Yes, I made yeah. Brian listen to that song so that we can now <laughs> use that. We'll do the actual sound clip yes, once we have time. Exactly. Not this month. Um, so we get the bargain one here. Uh, yeah, I think <laughs> I, I I really enjoy this movie a lot. I think it is also, in the context of the time, it was a massive return to form mm-hmm. for the, like Freddy and the whole yeah. uh, nightmare like genre. Uh, or the the whole slasher like genre thing. I think it was fucking incredible. Um, I think I love the meta shit a bunch, but I don't think it translates for as many people. And I don't think all the scares work as well as they want to. Mm-hmm. Those are my biggest things that keep it from being ghostly yeah, alien yeah. for me. I'm I'm also Mr. Cool. I'm I'm very like my mind is corrupted on this one because I watched a lot of Nightmare on Elm Street as a child and then like I just remember there's like one really like one of those long all day marathons you do where you're having fun 
with it by the end and you're a child and then you get hit with Wes Craven's new nightmare and you're like, oh, oh no, oh, I made a big mistake doing this one right before bed. Uh, there's a lot that I really, really like about this movie. The meta shit also works on me really, really well. Um, there's just a, it's some, it's different if you've been watching horror your whole life, you know, like Wes Craven, like Nightmare on Elm Street is so deeply infused into my memory and being that like there is a lot more gravity given to as as it must have been at the time, right? When Fred Krueger was at his peak. Yes. Uh, it just has higher impact. Some of these things like the significance of Nancy is like fucking huge. You know, like that is a that is a big thing in your mind. So I think for me, it does push into like I, I like this movie a lot. But speaking more objectively as a film, there's like a few things that hold it back from pushing past Mr. Cool Guy. I think. Definitely. Now, John. John. I was riding the line to Mr. Cool Guy for a while, and then I went back down to Smiley Face, and then I was riding Did- the line to go even lower for a while. Oh, so my. Wow. Nightmare on Elm Street, the first one to me is one of the best horror movies ever, but I think the rest of the series, two onward, including this one, are better in my memory than they are rewatching. Um, okay. I remember this movie scared me a lot as a kid, and I remember yeah. the scenes that scared me a lot when I was rewatching it now. But to me, it does not hold up. That said, for yeah. a movie made in 1994, yes, 94 probably would is better. Like I'm probably being too critical of it coming at it from. I think it's fair to be critical of it, we, but also, but this is all. This is also where we're starting. We're going to talk about it. We're going to see if we yeah. shift around a little bit. Oh. Uh, as for warnings, actually, this one I don't think has. Too much. Um, if you don't like tongues, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, there's there's constant kid danger, kid like danger, child endangerment. Um, that's that's about that's it. Really, those are the big things. Yeah, yeah everything else too. is fine. Yeah. Which is also a thing to say about it, which yeah. might be a little bit to the criticism. Honestly, I'm thinking about it now. Nightmare on Elm Street in general has always been surprisingly tame. I don't be, think the first uh, one's tame at no. all. No, <laughs> I think the imagery. I don't. Maybe in terms of like straight up body, you know, fucking body count, but like imagery is all incredibly disturbing. Yeah, yeah that's, that's nice what I mean. Like, it's, I think it's still a, Yeah, yeah, yeah. I will never fucking forget the the body bag being dragged across the fucking Sand, that's high school floor. You know what I mean? Like that that's shit burned into my brain. Yeah, yeah. like that's seared forever. As it's, the veins. I would warn people. I would go. Gee, it's only from frequency for me. I don't know why that ever... Interesting. The whole thing's covered up in a body bag. That always scared me. There's a body bag. Yeah, but you can see one, the person go and touch it, and you hear the plastic, like the 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 yeah, foley on it is like this really close crinkle, and you're like, oh my fucking god! Oh, I know. Like, I know we're not talking about the first movie, but the scene from the first movie, where he has his arms in the alleyway, and he's like scratching yeah. the sides. Yeah. That. That was the scariest thing for me as a kid, like ever. <laughs> really, <laughs> I, I'd get fucked up. By I don't see know that. why. I think it's it's the animatronics of his arms, just is very jagged and weird. And yeah, see the it, they always look kind of silly to me. And, and, and that's keeping in mind that I watched this movie. Like I don't remember the first time I watched this movie is how far back it goes. So like, okay, it is. Of course, it's of always course. been with me. You know, it is it's a little different. In part, yeah, it's part of you. Absolutely. Yeah. I get that, but we we can talk about the first like Nightmare on Elm Street plenty because it is deeply infused into this film. You need it. To you have to. Yeah. This movie. yeah, that I think for that sure. for me might also be the part of the lack of Ghost Skull Alien is how dependent it is on your enjoyment in reference to that. Like this is I don't for with that at all. I, I really I, I like it actually. I think it adds impact. 
I disagree. I actually don't. I, I, I was going to say. It, I think it hinders it quite a bit. Yeah. I, 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 think yeah. it, I think it puts it in its niche. It is excellent yeah. at what it's doing, but you, I think you do need to do your homework beforehand. Right, well, let's talk about Vibe real fast. Yeah. Um, it is dark. Different. It is different than the Nightmare on Elm Street yes. Vibe, for sure. Um, in almost every... Well, it's much more like one than it is any of the other ones. It's largely the point is to yeah. return to that. Mm-hmm. Exactly. It, it's turning back to that more serious, nightmarish, semi-surreal quality yeah. um, that the first one has in fucking spades. This one has... In a different way, though. Yeah. Like, oh, totally. Like yes. Largely, because it, it, it's not doing it through pure nightmare scenes, right? It Correct. It is doing like, more realistically... like the, We have a lot of like real like waking nightmares almost What's, in like real ideas of, of like a lot of like family not tragedy. family drama but yeah family tragedy. Yeah. A lot of, like, there's a lot of focus on heather as a character what, as what i was to gonna say a group of teenagers being harassed by Freddy right. Krueger. <laughs> bingo i see a lot of because scream came out in 1996 i see a lot of prototypes of scream in this yes. movie oh, absolutely this like, is pretty much scream like 0. 0.5 this is like the t- like, yeah. Yeah, i think this, this was west craven beta. testing the waters yeah to yes. scream. they were yeah. seeing what works and what doesn't with that sort of thing scream um, is one of my favorite horror movies ever so uh, to me that still God, holds I up watch, i want to rewatch scream so but, badly yeah. we gotta do uh, scream. so i think sandwiching this between never on elm street one and scream it just to me falls short but those two movies i think it, are incredible so something against west craven he obviously is capable of making in that High it's trying to films. amalgam two amazing movies and it's like Correct. you can't do either of all like can't do all of either of them yeah right. and it, it yeah. is always weird seeing the prototype for something that you really like because then you're seeing yeah. all, all the places where it falls short of that thing that you're thinking about and i do think about scream every time i watch this but mm-hmm. i i think nightmare on elm street just has like a very special place in my heart which totally like i hear closes you the gaps for this totally sure i think i think for me a lot of the gaps close as well but i think just not as tightly yeah where i'm yeah. like uh, some of these i can forgive and others i go like stop that for like, sure not honestly a, it, it was too long i think is its biggest problem i, I will agree with, i would agree with that if it was a good 25 to 30 minutes shorter that's a lot of time to cut from it but i think there's and we can talk i about think there's that. room there's, to yeah honestly if you cut out that much i think i would like it much more a lot but of i found the, it just went too way, way too long a lot of the metal shit at the end as much as I love it, the more times I watch it, I'm like, that's some of the places where the cuts can happen. Yeah. I got mm-hmm. I get it drags back there a little bit. I gotta say. But let's 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 go into it in detail. Yes. Let's go into spoiler territory. So remember if you've not watched the movie, go watch get the movie. Out. This one is um It's Yeah, I wa- definitely watch Nightmare on Elm Street first. This movie's not gonna make any fucking sense yeah. if you didn't watch Nightmare on Elm Street. It's like um, DLC. Yeah. You need to have watch it. <laughs> love it. <laughs> This is DLC. <laughs> this is absolutely DLC for for Nightmare on Elm Street. Yes, this is. Yeah, it's an expansion pack. It's like Blood and Wine from yeah, fucking Witcher Three. Like it's a whole game <laughs> itself, but like you need the context of the original to be like, okay, it's cool. like classic DLC where you needed the base game before yes. the expansion disc would even work. <laughs> Either way, Spoily yes. Doily is fucking done and dusted. Sensual <laughs> thumb circle is rotating around to open up. The spoiler configuration. I need everybody to know that every time Brian says the sensual thumb circle, he does move his thumb in a circle. I was watching, I watched the Open Hellraiser recently and I saw the process of like where the thumb circle comes in and I was like, oh shit, like this is actually. He does it for like a a little while to like fully open up the thumb. He does it very like slowly too. Yeah, it's a methodical. clicking going on. I love Hellraiser, by the way. Meets the theme of that movie. (laughs) (laughs) Hellraiser is really good. Yeah. So is the Hellbound Heart. You should go read that it's a novella by clive barker the writer of the hellbound heart and it's about 20 pages <laughs> and long the writer too, and director so. of hellraiser yes 
And also the story, uh, I believe it's called The Forbidden, which is the story behind Candyman. Yes. Which we yes, he was behind that as well. Yeah. <laughs> both of those are really good movies. Yeah. And 90s, the, both of them. I think. All of his, his entire Books of Blood series, also incredible short stories. Some of, some so of the best there's a lot of good shit horror there, yes. that there is. So we're actually here to talk about Clive Barker yeah, and how fucking <laughs> love Clive Barker. Jesus Christ, Can't. he's also gay, and you got to give it up for. Come on, queers. I didn't on, know queers. that. Okay. Yeah, totally. Yeah, he's super good. Oh, like, if you read any of his books of blood, you go, oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. I got it. I got it. I love it because sometimes they Which just great, yeah. they just have gay characters, and it's like like not the it's not like a, a like part of it. Right? I don't want to like say it's character. incidental, the but characters it's like just happen to be gay. Yeah. So you get some like sweet gay scenes and then uh, yeah, I hear you. And we get back to the horror, you know, <laughs> get right back on the horror. It. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> Nothing like somebody describing the taste of semen in your mouth. <laughs> get you back. <laughs> Brian, it's natural. Okay. So how about you get it together? Talk, talk about a comeback. <laughs> <laughs> you really came back for the joke. You were able to, I really came you were able back. To turn for your the... stomach back around for the joke. You're disgusting. I do like how that's ping ponging now. It's fun. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So I'll swallow my pride. <laughs> <laughs> Wes Craven's new nightmare. There's a let's. I almost said the nude nightmare joke. Again. Wes Craven's nude nightmare. Am I right? Now we've all the gum in the air. <laughs> so the the main story is about oh. like the idea is that there's an evil entity that gets captured within stories, right? Nightmare on Elm Street being one of them. Now he's trying to enter our world because people have stopped watching those movies. <laughs> he likes the form of Freddy Krueger, so he's coming out in that form, and he's particularly terrorizing. Um, Heather Langenkamp, who played Nancy in the first movie, yeah, uh, and she's seen as like the guardian. He he needs to get past her to be able to enter our world. The in whole this time, movie, Nightmare on Elm Street is a movie. Yes, That's part of it. Yes, Heather Langenkamp she's plays actress, Heather Langenkamp. Yeah. Yes, um, uh, Robert England, who plays Freddy, is there. Wes Craven's there. Bob Bob Shay Shay. Uh, who was one of like the, the producers the of Line Cinema? Oh, no, never mind. Another like I thought Wes and obviously Robert England is fucking incredible because Robert England he's an actor and fucking knows what he's doing. Heather Langenkamp I think fucking crushes it in a lot of this. I love her. Uh, Wes Craven does perfectly fine with what he gave himself. Uh, I love Bob Shay with how much I was like, you are a producer <laughs> show. You are not was an actor the, in any way, shape, or form. He was the one inviting her to be back yeah. in the yes. movie again, right? <laughs> So in the, and I just kept watching. I'm just like, you are so happy you get to be in this movie now, instead of just producing (laughs) and having your name from New Line Cinema on. So I will, I will mention something about the Nightmare on Elm Street series in general. Like Wes Craven does the first one, and then like because of creative differences, Craven, Craven differences, primarily with Bob Shay. Oh, Um, I didn't realize with Bob Shay. He's kind of the villain of of the story, honestly, because he's. (laughs) He's like the producer, like the money grubby, like, let's make money off of it, you know? Like, I see. So he's the one where it's like, well, we own this franchise, so we're going to pump them out. We're doing them, yeah. People really like this movie, and Wes is like, whatever, let's, oh, I'm going to go. Was uh, this movie supposed to, like, to add on to that, was this movie supposed to be self-satire? I, like, really wasn't sure the theme of what was happening. Like, um, I, I wasn't sure if it was supposed to be, like, this is kind of supposed to be goofy and weird, or was it supposed to be taking itself totally seriously? Oh, I think it depends. There's some there's some jabs that Wes Craven, I think, makes. Like, when he's talking about the entity and how it gets released from stories, he says, like, or when people water it down to make a quick buck, that is obviously He might as well look at the camera and... <laughs> Bob, because <laughs> for anybody who hasn't watched the rest of the series, the first one, Nightmare on Elm Street, is well beloved, and immediately there's a huge drop off for two. Um, I like three? two actually. 
So two is considered well, the... once again, nostalgia glasses make me like it more. Oh, than I think sure. I, do, but... I love two. two. I factor. I like to factor two. Those he in has the best makeup he's had in the entire series. I think he uh, looks great. In yeah, two. he looks oh, great. Oh yeah, that's um, a big part of that. The movie kind of falls oh. apart in the end, but that's also considered yeah. the like the homosexual nightmare on Elm Street is what yeah. they call it. Um, <laughs> because there was one person in there who put in a bunch of gay subtext that yeah, nobody yeah, else yeah. caught on to. So there's like a very <laughs> queer vibe to the whole thing. So yeah. I do love, I love it. That it was just put in and nobody paid attention. It's there's a really, <laughs> wait, wait, what? Oh my God. There's a really, there's, really long documentary on nightmare on Elm street where they go through each movie and you talk, they like do interviews with a bunch of people from it. Oh, and, never sleep again. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I had that. And, um, and like the box set, it, well, I didn't, it's yeah. so good. it was in my house. I didn't own it, but like somebody, in my yeah, family very cool. If you love nightmare on Elm street, it's, it's amazing. But for that one, there's interviews with everybody. And you can see everyone being like, I didn't know. I didn't know. Everybody's like, I don't know how that happened. And you get mm-hmm. to the one guy who's responsible for it. And he's like, it was supposed to be subtext. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we have a... Uh, and the, the main actor That's in that awesome. is also good. But oh, uh, okay. yep. three yep. Dream Warriors is fucking awesome. It's a big jump like, back up. Three... I, Suffers the same problem as this one does too long, I think. It may be sure. Too long, sure, sure, sure. We gotta, you and I are gonna have to pick apart Dream Warriors because I don't know why you don't love it. Oh, really? Hell <laughs> yeah. yeah. I have a lot to say about <laughs> yeah. that. But. We're gonna have to do it. Four is like a watered down Dream Warriors, and then it like really just like <laughs> four through six just going dip down disaster. significantly. Yeah. Just disaster. Yeah. Um, and this is largely Except Freddy's Dead, is, I think. Well, Freddy's Dead is an objectively it's terrible a disaster, movie, but it's awesome. It's, it's enjoy. You can the say The thing it's is, enjoyable. I love all these yeah. movies because they're awesome. Alice Cooper's in it, so we can keep that. Rock and roll. There we go. A little bit here. (laughs) Yes. Um, But this happens because like the studios are largely in charge of this movie, and they keep switching around directors and everything. So um, this is Wes Craven returning, right? So the the idea is that we consider Nightmare on Elm Street a good movie. Everything else just kind of like trying to make money schlock. Wes Craven comes back finally because it's been a little bit of time. They do negotiations. Yeah, and he. He creates this whole meta film about it. And that's why, like, there is a return to form. I do believe it is not trying to be goofy. I think it is trying to be serious and scary. I think that was my biggest, well, the, the length is one of it. But I think the, uh, to me, the tonality was not clear of the movie. Uh-huh. And in the sense where I was not sure if it was or was not taking itself seriously. And because I never felt like the movie gave me that, it prevented me from really liking it fully, right. I think. Because I just couldn't identify what the, the theme was supposed to be in terms of, like, I got the feeling. Like tonality, I guess. Yeah, sure. I, for me, I the entire time I got the feeling that they were being serious. There's like a way that they like slowly unveil Freddy, and then when the the difficult part I feel like is maybe what you're thinking about is like when he starts doing some of his Freddy jokes. I think they were really trying to like be able to still get that part of him while keeping it more the more aggressive intense. version, of and it, it does not always work. No, right? it also sometimes just feels, it's very silly. Well, it feels mean in this movie. Like I feel, I mean, I Freddy is sure. mean. I think it's and he's supposed, supposed to, be. to be mean, but the eighties ness that comes through in the third movie specifically when he gets really talky, you know, yeah. like that's when the signature Freddy comes out. Yeah, right? it's still mean, but it's built into this movie that's largely strangely eighties and like kind of not tongue in cheek, but it's definitely sillier than this. I is. get what you mean. Like the the stakes are not as self-important i get like yeah. it's not as self-important in it so you're kind of like we can have fun and it's fine when right he like, don't really care too much exactly this movie, it's like you have this freddy. whole like yeah, he calls, you like like freddy yeah people love freddy in, in this one the entity the freddy thing calls heather langenkamp a bitch and i was like hey like yeah. whoa yeah it does it feels fucking cool like, yeah, it feels Jeez, mean. Yeah. i mean i was fine i was fine with it because i was like this is a horror 
this thing yeah. is awful and it's evil sort of thing. So I get it. But I was, it was much more like, oh, fuck. Instead of like, uh, Freddy right. cracking wise, it was him being like, I'm going to fucking kill you. And yeah. like, oh my God. Like, <laughs> it's jarring. Is, I do get that. Yeah. It is, yeah. There's so many times where he just says quips where I'm like, I, this is almost so awesome and not quite like it's when he gets the, the, uh, the babysitter and the nurse and he's looking at the kid. And Julie. he's like, uh, what, what, what does he say? Like, what do they say? There's more than one way to skin a cat. No, you ever oh, played okay. skin the cat? Skin the yeah. cat. And it's, that was pretty brutal. I was terrified. I rem- I vaguely remember the scene. I was ready to be fucking terrified. Like, you know what I mean? Like, they did a good job with that for me. I thought they did a good job with that, but the setup, problem yeah. with that scene is it's one of the better scenes in the movie, and it's just a replica of the first movie. It's an homage. Yeah, like, it's just... Yeah, but it's more... Okay, that's my other issue, is it's like, to me, all the best parts of this movie were the homage to the first Oh, remember one. the first And I was kind of like, well, I can't... Uh, my favorite parts of the movie can't be the remake scenes of the first movie. So, like I that. see, I disagree. For me, the my favorite parts of the film. There's, there's, you do like those parts of the film. <laughs> well, no, no. I mean, I, first of all, I do love those parts. No, of the there's too many, and I do not. Mean, yes. I do not struggle with at all with them being like replicas. Oh yeah, because it it's a meta movie. Like the, that's kind of like, it's a huge part that's of it part that they're it. like that's replicating yes. that. You know, but my two favorite scenes are actually not replicas from the first movie. It is one the uh, funeral scene. Mm. It's the first time you see Freddy. That's oh, awesome. Heather Lane that was terrifying. Stands up, has I the earthquake. She bashes her head she's looking for her son he's getting dragged down to the coffin you see freddy for only a moment and he's like laughing at her she goes down after him she manages to grab him they have the awesome like uh coffin tunnel, tunnel yeah which i think That's about really all the cool. time and when she's trying to get out her dead fucking husband droops over her and then he's like stay with me heather yeah and i'm just like whoa this is awesome that's yeah i love that because it was unique original and that's the first time you see freddie's new uh makeup and he looks awesome and he looks really good yeah Yeah, so that was great i'm I'm glad glad we all agree on that one because i'm like that look is fucking killer the look is the look is a real good Mm -hmm. i like that a lot number two when the son Dylan is on the playground and he gets on top of the jungle gym and he's trying to to touch heaven, I like that too. and when uh, when he falls and Heather catches him, he's like, "God wouldn't take me," and I'm I'm like, Just a "Big gut punch, yeah, yeah." They, they those are those are my two favorite scenes too. Yeah, actually. so that's they are my very th- good scenes. What that's yeah. the thing is like I you know and those this, are originally crafted. This for is this, a lot yeah. of like rosy glasses, like focusing on my favorite parts and ignoring some of like the parts I don't like as much. But I, sure. I do like this is not necessarily like a Freddy Krueger movie. It is, it is like this idea of meta, this idea of like. Uh, That's Heather why I didn't Link- want to call him Freddy because he's not. Well, I always say the entity. Yeah, it's the entity. It's the idea of Heather Lincoln Camp like being able to take like the significance she has as Nancy from the Nightmare on Elm Street series, and it's this whole family drama with trying to save them, and like the idea that her husband dies like early on in the movie, and then she's just like without that support structure, and that nobody believes her, and everybody thinks that she's going crazy, and her biggest fear is about like passing on her possible mental illness to her son, you know. Like, that's all the strong stuff. It's also why I say, like, when we go into, like, the hell part, where it's basically hell, right? It's like a Daniel isn't real kind of ending. It's like, like, hell with, like, columns and, like... It's like Roman, Roman hell. hell. Yeah, Roman. yeah, it's like Freddy busts and yeah. things. It's like... <laughs> the big... The, we talked about this before, and Taylor I, actually knows what they modeled it after. Oh, I feel like Sam, uh, yeah. what What's his name? Bosch? Uh, uh, this is a painter who does, like, hell paintings. Of this. Oh, like gotcha, gotcha, cool. gotcha. Okay, okay. okay. Um, so, probably yeah yeah that part I there's some cool parts in there we get into some 
there, there's parts I like about that, but it drags more yeah. there. I think the really strong stuff is like when Freddie's still like not fully coming out. He's in the background and Heather's freaking out and just trying to save her son, you know? Like, I think, uh, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no, you go ahead. I think the, that character arc makes sense. And I agree that that, I, that should have been better than it was to me, I think. And I don't think the movie gave any effort to try to give Heather any backstory beyond she was in Nightmare on Elm Street and we're supposed to care about her for some reason. Mm-hmm. I didn't feel like they ever inserted anything that made me like her more than just being Nancy. Yeah. I also I like, see what you mean. No offense to the kid that acted Dylan. I could not stand. He's hitter. He was very, <laughs> I 1000%. I don't, I couldn't stand him, but he was very hit or miss for me. Yeah. Like, he was trying and I, yes. that's awesome, but he does it, what he can. It's not, it took it's me funny. out of the movie every time he screamed. He like, screamed. Ah, every time he did Some like the them were, Home yeah. Alone thing, I was just like, I can't. It just. It, I mean, he, he does. He does the jarring. classic like. Ah! Yeah, and it's, there's so many moments of that happening. Yeah, yeah. Just like, there's. A, I feel like somebody on set should have been like, maybe this. Try isn't something gonna, else. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. You know? <laughs> Let's do a different. Type. I mean, it's not his fault. Like, That's what, exactly. Like, we don't. Old, I, I never fucking blame kid actors. Unless, <laughs> halfway yeah, halfway like, through the movie, there's a different kid. <laughs> <laughs> Dylan, my son's an adult now. Um, my twin son. Yeah, he. There's a couple of things that I like. Like I enjoy the 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 scene of the Nightmare on Elm Street being on and her pulling the cord and him immediately starting to scream and then immediately stopping when the phone. Like I enjoy like that as a scene, mm-hmm. but like they try to do that again a couple of times and it's like the there's scream like is TV just scenes. great. Like it's like yeah. ugh. Um, because yeah. the scream is bad, but like exactly what they're yeah. doing but, is good. That's what I'm saying. Like the construction of it, I'm like, oh, yeah. this is chilling. Like I enjoy what's happening. Yeah. Um, I fucking, I I laugh, but it is also good. But it's so funny to me. Is the phone call when it's <laughs> answer the phone one two what hang do? up phone rings again. <laughs> Freddie's coming for you. <laughs> he's, he's like, I gotta get my shit in. He quick. knows he's gotta get it in real quick. <laughs> right. He knows that it's about to be hung up on so he's like I'm gonna get my shit in real yeah. quick Hold oh my on. god that phone is the other thing oh. like I get it's a, I get it's a plot device and I get it's supposed to kind of like every time the phone rings I think it's supposed to signify her going deeper into this like and it's the trauma. connection with the entity <laughs> yeah. Exactly. yeah and it's a good plot device but it's so loud and jarring every time it happens to a point where I was just like if I hear one more phone in this movie I'm gonna I'm gonna throw something at <laughs> the freak TV out. Like, <laughs> gonna, as in, as the mixing in this movie is not great I was no, gonna say yeah, it could use some it, work for sure. It pulled me out, and it was funny because there was at one point where I was like, "I'm not." I was not falling asleep, but I was definitely getting sleepy. It was in the hospital room when he is trying to go to sleep, and then mm. she falls asleep, and I was about to fall asleep. Yeah. And then there's a lo- an alarm in the movie that like, brought me back to life, and I was like, and then I was like, "Is this intentional?" Like, because yeah. it felt meta. So well, you know, I was it was weird. You, you know, know, Citizen Kane, the parakeet, that was meant to keep I you awake. Fucking look. I love Citizen Kane. I fucking I don't love Citizen I Kane as much as everybody else. I remember else. liking it, but I haven't parakeet. seen it. Love the parakeet. I'll never forgive the parakeet. I'll I never forgive parakeet. Orson Welles for the parakeet. Did wake me I up. I remember the parakeet. Wake so. me up inside. There's like a there's like a parakeet that shows up and like its eye is missing. It's like a transition. It's yeah. used as a transition to a different thing. The parakeet takes up the whole ah! all the whole <laughs> screen <laughs> screaming. <laughs> Awesome. And it's literally because he's like, this movie is too boring and you need to slow. keep people We got to keep it. But yeah, there's a lot that, of that's moving. like if that's your thought process when you're making the Perhaps film, cut it down, probably, Orson. Just make yeah. the movie less boring. <laughs> or just take content out. Like we said yesterday, yeah. whenever we did bad channels, like there's nothing wrong with a shorter movie. <laughs> like, that's can... Very true. <laughs> I did forget to mention on the last episode, but I confirmed host 58 minutes long. 
Wow. It's the the one that's like unfriended, but worse and shorter. Um, I like unfriended. I love unfriended. Host is also good. It is worse, but it's only but 15, shorter. But it's fifteen minutes long. It's like what saying, a perfect amount of time to spend on Zoom with your friends watching a movie. It's that's just a great one to it's watch. It's just weird that you used a different word where you you could have just said it's worse but better because it's shorter. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Any of those the, any of those Zoom movies <laughs> being really short? I'm like, nah, not yes, all please. movies need to be shorter. For true, the quacky slasher is twenty eight minutes and really good. <laughs> the what? The Quacky Slasher. The Quacky Slasher. That's what I said. Tune in to our next episode. I got to say, Melanie, who's been on the our podcast for episode. Carrie and the Ginger Snatch and uh, whatever, uh, One Cut of the Dead, she also highly recommended Quacky Slasher, I believe. Oh, yeah? Somebody oh, else God. knows it? That's awesome. Oh, my God. <laughs> I, believe, I believe she's the one. It's going to somehow be our most fucking listened to episode. Oh, we're, dude, we're, Quacky Slasher. We're going to have to do the coming November, Quacky Slasher. And we're Quacky Fuck. Slasher. It's going to be longer than the Quacky Slasher, Some, too. Sometimes, you know, like, I, you know, honestly, <laughs> when awesome. I'm watching like a like a 10-minute short or like a few-minute shorts, mm-hmm. that's when I'm the most afraid because I'm we're like, they, fucking rabbits. They, oh, don't be afraid of the quacky slasher. I'm like, not going to be afraid of quacky no, oh, no, slasher. I'm not worried about the quacky slasher. I'm just saying sometimes you watch a short. What a quote to have. I don't, I'm not I'm, afraid of the quacky not slasher. I'm of the quacky slasher. It's going to come for me now. I just know it. Uh, I don't know if Shudder still has it, but there was one about like a a man who was inside out. Like all of his, like, like he didn't have any skin or something, you know, like okay. all his flesh was out. Uh, I don't think it actually ended up being scary, but the whole time I'm like, is this going to be so fucking scary? <laughs> like, you just don't know when it's 10 minutes. You know, they're like, it's okay for them to have the whole thing build up to something horrific. Anything goes. Yeah, Anything goes, you know. And like, yeah, Very Rabbits true. by Lynch. Yeah. Um, that, that was... That was Lynch. That was he did that was, he did a very good job of that making that very scary. But, yes. Yeah. Length, um, length can do a lot of stuff. He can do a lot. For it. <laughs> he can. That's can help a quote. Too. Hey, <laughs> that's a quote too. Uh, length can do a lot oops. of stuff. Oof. Whoops. Hey. Oh. Uh, um. The one of the other things I guess we can get into it here um, is I do think I it's annoying because it is a reference to it, but like. I very much do enjoy their use of the meta things. Um, yeah, I agree. Very specifically towards the end, um, I have to say, oh, it, it was in reference to the other the the shot of when we first really see Freddy in full form taking Dylan down through the coffin. The is coffin, like the the, funeral. the mm-hmm. editing and the the shot selection of that is fucking tremendous because mm-hmm. we go into that mid move on Dylan and Freddy. Like, it's not like we're stopping and then we start the movement in frame. Yeah. Like, we we cut over to already being dragged down. It it's makes scary. Freddy completely terrified. Like, yeah. it makes it totally fucking scary, um, which I really appreciate. And they do their, their seamlessness of pushing Heather into the meta-verse, I guess, or, like, into hell with the, Fred, with the Nightmare 1 stuff is, I think, is very... See, like it's like slipping into a warm bag. Like you don't even fucking know. You're just like oh. I did like, like that when John Saxon, his name, John becomes, Saxon, yeah. yeah, yeah, and he becomes her dad yeah. in, in movie. <laughs> Why are you calling me John? I was that was cool. <laughs> but like it's and great because one relent and be like dad. One sentence before I like that because then he, she figures it out and she's like okay. Like, the, you get to watch the process almost in, essentially in real time with it, and it's just the little bit of like. Um, it's just like, Heather, are you okay? Blah, 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 blah. Like, who did this? Blah, blah, And then it's, and he just goes, come on, Nancy, let's get out of here. And she doesn't even fucking, like, she barely catches it. They walk outside and then, 
why are you calling me Nancy? And then just, oh, fuck. We got, then he has the different jacket on and he's already turned. He has has the gun. Yeah, like the gun. I'm like, oh, this is very good shit. Camera focuses on the badge, letting you know that like things are going bad. But they don't focus on the jacket change. He has this, he has like this big black jacket and then the next shot Mm -hmm. over where it it is like trying to be a seamless edit of like, you know, keeping continuity and it turns and he's wearing a different jacket and you're just like, this shot feels I did off. like that. Yeah. It's like, subtle and it's uncanny and it, it works well. And yeah. then they obviously, you know, send it home when he says Nancy in the next yes. sentence <laughs> or whatever. But it works. I, li- I did like that. I thought that was well this done. Is also, I, I mean, the, in that, to, to keep going on like the weaving in and out of like in the original Nightmare on Elm Street, they all, you could always figure out when it was a nightmare or not, right? Like for, the, easily, for yeah. the character, they always like seamlessly kind of went back and forth, but it was because they were falling asleep and we were seeing that and that was always kind of part of it. In this one, Freddy starts to like, he's the entity, I should say, is able to start coming into a world as people are falling asleep still, but it doesn't have that like, you know, as soon as Nancy's just taking sleeping pills, she's able to walk in, right? Like there's no idea of her really falling asleep. As soon as like, it looks like Dylan in the hospital when Julie gets killed falls asleep for maybe a second and all of a sudden Freddy's there and there's yeah. no waking up that will fix the situation right so kind of like that idea of mental illness and she's afraid of it going through her family it's mm-hmm. only when her or him fall asleep yeah. is when the entity comes out right they, because they seem to be yeah the, i think so the yeah actual gate they channel it for the entity right like oh he says that because he's like oh you're the last guardian preventing the or he is in west craven says that when he's doing his monologue yeah. about the script i think it's when probably... he's reading off of his script and then going isn't wouldn't oh, it be cool yeah. if i put this in the movie yeah it's so... See, i hated that too that scene ended with his script and there's a close-up of his script and he was like reading it out and i just all i that did was, that one was like a little because there's the, the fade to black on it and i'm like it's a little pretentious a little on the nose the one i yeah. loved was the two towards the end like when they're in hell and she's picking up the script and reading it because i paused the movie and i go i'm gonna read ahead real quick <laughs> I'm gonna simply look at the line and go, "What's next?" Oh, spoiler! Oh, <laughs> fucking Dylan's behind her. She turns around and says this, and I'm like, "Oh, you did it. That's actually awesome. I, mean, I appreciate I gotta, that." I gotta be honest. I'm a sucker for gimmicks. Yeah. So I fucking love that shit. I'm like, yes, dude. Although I, the whole time I am, it does take me out of the movie because I'm thinking the whole time, like, Wes, why do you keep saying the lines that you wrote? <laughs> You're getting. Are you getting a thrill out of this? Like, what are you doing, dude? When, Stop it. I was gonna say <laughs> when it's the other, when it's Nancy and Dylan doing it. I get the like weird fatalism of like I'm stuck in this yeah. and it's been preordained sort of thing. But Wes doing it makes me laugh because I'm like, motherfucker, are you engineering this? Like you wrote the conversation down and you know what you just wrote. Why no. are you saying it different? Now, granted, Why are you what, saying yeah. the same thing? As you say that, yeah. it does remind me that... I didn't get that either, actually. I was like, you you wrote... Of course, yeah. like, I don't know. Now, th- now really that I'm trying but to But like when they do it, it, you're like, oh, cool. Like They're like, oh, shit. How would they know? No, exactly. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I, don't, I don't get the same feeling when Nancy's, when uh, Heather says it no, at all. No, of course. Right? But when, now that I'm thinking about it, it does kind of make sense because he does seem like when Nancy... God damn. How did, when did I switch to it? When, when the movie comes, switched to when, when Heather comes to visit Wes, the movie oh, don't fall asleep. You, don't fall asleep. The movie wants you to keep both did of I, them. Oh god, did I fall asleep? Did I fall asleep? This is, this is, this is, oh my god, is this hell? Oh my god, <laughs> hell is this podcast? It's not. Did Wes Craven write this episode? It's oh, not. this is. I'm going to stab myself <laughs> out of it. Wes Craven bursts through the door, going, <laughs> "Say this line." <laughs> and then Wes Craven prime came time. out with his giant penis. I also uh, just realized that Wes Craven is essentially Joseph Joestar. 
Because without the the proclamation next, of it, but he goes, the say, next thing you're going to say is... Uh, Sorry, that's a... Don't worry about it. No. Do you want to do a callback to one of our previous episodes <laughs> where I want to... To JoJo's Bizarre Adventure reference, don't... It's fine. <laughs> I want to reiterate to everybody... In case, I apologize. Brian, I want to reiterate to everybody in case anyone <laughs> forgot, his full name is Wesley Earl Craven. I thought you were going to say his full name is Brian. No. <laughs> no. I just need everybody to know that Wes Craven is Wesley Earl Craven. Which is a whole different vibe to it, you know? but on the on the on the subject of why is he like, you know, every time like saying his own lines, I'm now seeing it as I think back on it. We it doesn't start happening until Heather visits him, and it is him trying to get the entity back into the movie. He is talking about how like I am trying to sit here and finish the script, like I'm not doing anything else. Like my plan sure. to defeat the entity is. To he didn't seem very rushed on it. He's he not, certainly was just like, John, well, John, we'll get it done when it gets done. Like, dude, this guy's killing people. Yeah. And you're just casually, you lost you're half your writing. staff at this point in the movie, and you have not finished the script yet. You're like, writing about the Cut out an hour of the movie. <laughs> he can only write it as fast as he has nightmares. This movie done. doesn't need to be an hour and 57 minutes, Wes. <laughs> you could have cut it down in the, in the movie itself. <laughs> no, I did, though. I thought that was jarring, too, because that's when you unlock the plot device of the whole movie. Yeah. And, like, it's implied, but when you get to that point, to me, it feels pretentious, I'll be honest. But that's the point where it's kind of like I reacted. And I was like, well, why didn't you finish the script? Yet? Right. Like, because people are dying. This is real now. You know, these guys from Chase's FX or whatever have already died. Like, why aren't we done with this? So, and he was like, I'm going to spend all day going back to my computer. And I was like, you're currently not doing it, though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Every second you're not Go writing. they fucking writing. That's the thing. Is it's one of those situations where as soon as you question it, you're absolutely right about everything that you're saying, John. But uh, you just sometimes you just gotta you just gotta feel the vibe. You know, you gotta be like he's the the story as it's being created and written is not really being created by Wes. It's almost like he is just getting transmitted kind of he's to channeling him, it. like what Profit is happening with the thing. entity, and he has no choice. But he's like, I can trap it if I finish writing down what is being given to me because it's only coming through his nightmares. That's right. That's true. Because he was saying that the dreams are what's helping right. him write it or whatnot. Said, so okay, all right. That's that's a I valid point. Yeah, he calls yeah. it he calls it a continu- a nightmare in in continuation, a continuing nightmare, con- uh, a night- nightmare before Christmas <laughs> is what he calls it. Yep. <laughs> that's what he calls it. Uh, so he does say like I have a nightmare. I wake up. I write it down. You know, yeah, that's what the entire script is. It is it is all prophecy, right? So he's not actually creating anything anymore. Like it, this is the only way that. The entity is going to be recaptured. I like that. That kind of flew over my head a little mm-hmm. bit, actually, when I was... I think I was too focused in on... I think West Craven thinking the movie, he's so clever for writing a script that has yeah, the script in it. Yeah, that's what it felt like. And the meta-ness at that point, to me, was just becoming too much... too More important than the movie itself at right. that point. Uh, in terms I of see. the viewership, I guess. But that is a... I did miss that. And that does change that a lot. Because you're right. He needs to go to sleep every day so yep. he can write the next section of the script. He's running out of time. I'm sure he knows that, but he can't do anything about it. That's why it, he meets thing. with Nancy because he says, like, the, the the final thing he says to her is, like, if you're willing to play Nancy one last time. Uh, and that's, and it's, it is foreshadowing. It's him saying, like, you're basically going to have to go toe to toe with this thing for the right. story to be able to be wrapped up and meet, like, the writing to end. Like, yes, she has the script yeah. done right after she defeats the entity, right? It's like it's right. like Wes isn't even part of it, and that's the know? end of the movie, right? Yeah. Because 
that's the well the end of this movie is that right she's reading the end of <laughs> the script reading, is yeah. restarting the script over and reading the script but, like, uh, this is one of those things that like i feel like talking about it makes it sound better than it was watching it for me we gotta talk about it and we gotta go back you know, and watch it again you know so like, and maybe it clicks uh, more. like the rating's gonna keep changing for me all this talking yeah. has kept it as a solid mr cool guy we have i was it. gonna say i think i cemented it yeah we well. have we have enough reasons why it doesn't bust up any further but I still think there's enough to keep to keep it up there. I will say when they read the script at the very end of the movie, if you pay attention to the way she flips, like Don't. she starts at the beginning, it's the beginning of the movie. Uh-huh. She flips all the way to the end, and it's the end of the movie. It's like what well, she's a, she's reading right now, basically. But right. then but when the it previous page was his name, but right? it, when it cuts, when it cuts, <laughs> she's holding the the script at the beginning, and then it cuts back to the page, and it's still like clearly the end of the script. And then you see her like flip over one page, and it's the beginning of the script. <laughs> it's like that's, I'm blacking you're out, teleporting this, yeah. through the script right now. <laughs> I noticed that too. Actually, that's yeah. funny. Yeah. That's the first time I've ever noticed that. But maybe it's just that's because I, I wanted to. I wanted to get, do a quick Brian content, continuity. Pick. <laughs> I didn't up. realize these are mine. Yeah, these okay. are yours now. Um, the the only other big thing I want to talk about this movie. One is I love the design of the entity. I think it is an honest yeah, to that. God yeah. good. Um, like reimagining of it to make it more sinister and upsetting. Like that stand-up shot when he's standing behind Julie. I'm like, oh, that was my well fucking like god. Yeah, that's that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, that sort of thing. But um, the other thing I want to talk about is the effects in this movie. Okay. Um, Dude. what's going on? Sorry, we're definitely going to talk about the highways. We're living it in is, a weird time where CGI was not. It, it's really yet. crazy That's to the movie's detriment. I think a thousand percent, but like yeah. some of the effects are awesome, fun, practical effects. Yeah. Like again, the hell scene when he's reaching in, he does the Mr. Fantastic. He does. He arm. Which is cool. I do like that yeah. throwback. I think it's not pretty, a total recreation. I, it's kind of a new, I love their version of, fucking unhinging the jaw in this the stretchy I face, wanted the to cry really I wanted cool. to cry when he was eating like he was about to eat Dylan's head I was like oh my fucking god this is I'm fucking I was, terrified I was watching it with Shannon the whole time they were like Aah. except there's one yeah, I love that scene that's good there's one part of that and I think it might be towards uh, Nancy instead of the kid or like it might be no I think it's towards the kid before he gets him in his mouth and it's one of the times he goes, he just goes, and I, I fucking, I, you, I hear the. Oh, he's doing that with his mouth open. Yeah, like yeah, I giant, hear yeah, the effect. Yeah. I hear, down, I man. hear that though, and I go, and then like I immediately cut to a terrifying shot. I'm like, I don't know how to feel anymore. I think it was. Yeah, that I think it was, was on purpose. Yeah. I think it was funny. I, I was gonna and say. I think some of that is supposed to be. It, I mean, I think it's supposed to be kind of sickening, right? Like, because it's supposed exactly. to be weird and bizarre and all this uncanny and sur- that sort of thing. Because it's like he's being your good pal, Freddy, but he's doing it all wrong and mean. Yeah, he's not. He's not being a good guy about it anymore. Like, he's also with the kid, and the whole Nightmare on Elm Street has this subtext of like child murder, yes, preying on children. Behind, like, yeah. I feel like that's part of the whole thing. Like, they never outright say it, except for in the remake. In the remake, which I don't like very they much. make him. A, so, yeah, which I don't. Yeah. The, but I think it's implied. Maybe, maybe I'm I have, wrong a, I have that, a little bit of history on that. Actually. Oh, so when uh, when Wes Craven was making the films originally, he was going to actively make Freddy Krueger a child rapist, and uh, right, yeah. there were uh, that there was a surge of that in California at the time. So he was specifically oh, like, I don't want to exploit that. 
So he very actively made Freddy Krueger a child murderer and not a rapist. So that was an intentional. It was thing intentional. To say he's a child murderer. He speci- okay. It's specifically not implied. It's interesting. Like he does not rape children. That is yeah. Like, that he is just a, official yeah. Freddy Krueger only murder, and that is so on real. Purpose. The real lore of Nightmare on Elm Street is that he is strictly a child killer, yes. and that they, is where they that changed ends. it in the remake, which I think was a fucking disgusting choice. And like honestly, that remake. I think is, that's part of the reason why people don't like that movie is because it's. Yeah, that's it's so it's also, sickening. It's also, it's also terrible. Yeah, it's a terrible movie. It's a bad movie. Is it? I haven't seen it. I, I think we saw. It's a real shame. Jackie Earl Haley got roped into that fucking. It's like Jackie Earl Haley. <laughs> he's Freddy. Yeah. He's awesome. Yeah, as but an like, actor. I'm sure he. I don't even remember how well he does because I watched it when it came out. So I was like he, pretty young. The makeup's but, really cool in that movie too. The makeup he looks, is interesting. He looks scary. Yeah. Um, the again, he gives it. He does what he can with it, but like. It just makes it more upsetting. Like he's good at making that. The movie's, the movie's th- you know, exactly. Like, that's also, the problem. That, how they weird use, they use microsleep to so that he's based. They use microsleep so that <laughs> Freddy right. can basically come at any time. Yeah, and they also don't do like almost any nightmare scenes. It's almost all like it's it's a dog shit movie. There's a lot of like webcam stuff yeah. too. I remember Fuck. they kind of they use the because that was in a time where that it's was kind of a time, new. Yeah a new thing people using like not zoom but that kind of stuff a lot mm-hmm. and they use that as a plot device oh, i don't even remember movie. that part of it yeah it's 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 kind of like this movie how the cgi is kind of at a weird hybrid point in movies mm-hmm. that movie was made at a time where like technology was at a weird point so it, it feels very right. dated but the but also my um yeah my point being like the i read that scene differently so like with his tongue out is like him just trying to do bizarre Freddy oh for shit. sure but the it's particularly there's two things right he's trying to eat the child which and is the Hansel and Gretel reference. It's the Hansel and Gretel reference. Oh, that's and true. like what that's I start point. thinking about is that I, I imagine so. that literally the entity was captured in the Hansel and Gretel story at some point. However Wes many Craven years ago, specifically yeah. says some stories because they've just become too familiar, right? Like I think that is he's saying like mm-hmm. West that Hansel and Gretel is one of the stories the entity was caught in a long time ago. And then he gets killed in the oven, just like the witch from Hansel. And exactly. Gretel. Yeah. Like, I in the end of the movie, boiler rooms, ovens. That's yeah. a very prominent thing. Too. And he's and it's like yeah, it's doing both Freddy Krueger and Hansel and Gretel, and you can see that he's not like chill about this, right? He is afraid of being in the oven. Like this is like part, yeah, he's just upset. In, yeah, it's in his DNA that it is one of the ways that he dies, right? So I think God, I yeah. think that actually works out really well. I like the way you described it, and that all checks out once again as we talk about it. But one of the things that frustrated me about that entire ending chase sequence, and this is a thing that frustrates me in like ninety percent of slasher movies in general, is that like sure. the killer can kill at any point, but they choose not to, and then they feel like they're total doofuses because it's like the entity at the end of this movie. It's like he should have just killed them both immediately, but they are somehow able to beat him after being like beat up on this whole right. movie. Yeah, which just makes him feel so harmless, and he's supposed to be this like. Pennywise type. There's a lot of like yeah. it happening in this movie. But yeah, um, that's actually def- a good point. And, and it's actually not very far after that movie was made with uh, Tim Curry. Yeah, that was but, like 92. Um, yeah, so this is like right 92, there. I think. Yeah. Or 91, maybe. So yeah. that it feels very similar to that. And I love you know it and Pennywise yeah. and Stephen King and all that. But um, yeah, he feels like harmless. You know, Pennywise doesn't to me. Like I think they did better with that because Pennywise is trying to mess with the characters and they yeah. make he that likes to pl- he literally likes that. to play with his food yeah like, Love, right it's cat and mouse but Freddy is like he kills Julie immediately which is what he's supposed to yeah. be doing yeah. <laughs> and then they sure. somehow 
Pitt put up a fight, which I get is going back to the first movie again. But he was losing power by that point in the first movie, so it, it had a reason for them to be sure. Him. Sure, uh, sure. This sure. one, they never—they're in his lair, right? Yeah. I don't know. I think so I think few things. Like that. Few things. One, love the Tim Curry. It have major problems with the remake. Have not watched the sequel. Oh, I love the remake too. Uh, I, I love the horror parts of it. I do not like the changes they made to the story. I have serious problems. That's with that's it. a very yeah. fair. Um, yeah. But the uh, <laughs> it's valid. for for Wes Craven's <laughs> new nightmare. The I completely agree with you. Slashers, especially. I don't love slashers, honestly. I'm not huge on slashers. I, I, I think they're like off, they're <laughs> so formulaic and repetitive that I, I I struggle with them. And like I agree with you, it's, it's like, a like, the, like it. some of the goofiness towards the end like removes any of the horror aspect. But that's why when, mm-hmm. when, when I'm look, watching a slasher, I'm I'm looking for goofy. You know, like I want it to be fun. It does hurt it in this situation, right? Because we're trying to do a serious film. Um, right. My thinking is only the, and this is again just trying to explain away the pain, you know, uh, <laughs> is that the entity's not, he can't just like, because I mean, he's been in a million stories, right? He theoretically, if he had the power to just blast, should have been and all the kill time, yeah. people right away, would be one thing. But I think part of it is no, that he's right? still like <laughs> running the Freddy game. So he has to keep operating as Freddy. Who was a doofus because it was kind of a doofus in general. I I can see that, but I also think there is a level of like, it's hard because then we're just getting into headcanon and to like, oh, but I think this. But like, Mm -hmm. if it's also the Hansel and Gretel gimmick, then he has to consume this kid to cross over. Yeah, like he that's why it. he's eating the kid. You know what I mean? Like, I mean that makes he sense. He has to get I past Nancy, too, yeah. which is like it's important to beat the shit out of her. But like, she's unconscious for like fucking minute and a half in this movie. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like during that sequence, it right. does drag, which but it shows that Nancy's fucking like she hits her head on the concrete. You're just like, oh my right. god! Like she's face down in a pool, and you're like, are hey Heather, are you all right? Like, do we need to talk? So he has to like She's run just chilling away. in like yeah. hell's pool over here. I, yeah, <laughs> I I do. I still agree with your point, but it is like, I think it takes more in this to formally do it. Otherwise, he'd just be just massacre yeah. fucking everybody to bits. Yeah, uh, what is Wes? Right, Wes Craven gives one of the hints to this, and he says like the only thing that the entity has in common through each inter- iteration is the murder of innocence. Right, so like there is yeah. some idea where he can't just kill the kid. Right, like he has to scare the kid first. He has to like no, he has to just steal his innocence thing. away. Yeah. Um, we well, certainly yeah. gave that kid some trauma. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, if though, I was that kid <laughs> handling that effect, I would lose my fucking yeah. mind. I I would yeah. never. I would wake up every day in a cold sweat about that. Yeah. No, I agree that the hell scene drags, but I do fucking love when the just when he has his whole tongue wrapped around Heather's head, and the kid is trying to stab the tongue, and he's like looking <laughs> at it through the, behind the grate and like trying to avoid his tongue with the knife. <laughs> I know it's funny and goofy, but I. <laughs> I fucking love it, dude. And then he stabs right through the tongue, and he has to rip the tongue back through the blade and like slap it all the way back around. Well, they also did a uh, they used the Bernard Herrmann uh, Psycho soundtrack there. They didn't sample oh, it, but it's like wait, yeah. As he's stabbing it, they have that um, the that, shower yeah. scene song going off, which is cool. I like awesome. that a lot. That snapped me back in the movie because I was like, okay, <laughs> now. Well, it's funny is that the whole movie is about homages to the previous Nightmare on Elm Street movies, but then I was like, okay, cool. There's other references to the. I mean, in my opinion, they're taking film, it yeah. strongly in this. Um, yeah. They're taking Psycho clearly. So well, those are cool. Speaking of music, the uh, the music that plays anytime Nan- oh, God Heather is being like <laughs> sensitive with her son. You know, like there's like the kind of like the. I, you know, I can't sing, so I don't know how to do. It. <laughs> 
But the I'm, Mr. I'm, I'm <laughs> <laughs> when that plays. Yeah. Um, no, there's like the softer, like the like the nice music that plays any time yes. that that uh, Heather is like holding her son and like trying to do something. And sometimes it goes, it tinges dark of the scenes about to go bad, and towards I the end they just like leave it nice. I fucking love that theme, and that does a lot for me in making the film feel more dramatic. Absolutely. I do like that because the score does go from these very kind of major, nice sounding passages mm-hmm. to these darker things mm-hmm. very quickly when they start to transition into this dreamlike state, yeah. you know. But this movie also does something that I don't like in a lot of horror movies where they rely a lot on um and Friday the thirteenth does this a ton too, where they rely on like orchestra sounds mm. okay. a lot. Like a lot of like symphonic like violins and things like that. Which is fine, but I definitely prefer when horror movies use. Yeah, I just think it fits the tone better. <laughs> typically, like to me, a lot of this felt like I was watching like Star Wars or something because yeah. you've got these grandiose oh, soundtracks. The, the sure, score is really sure, sure, good. Sure. Like the songs are great, but to me, once again, with the t- I just wasn't sure what the tone was supposed to be. I was like, is this a I scary see. movie? Is this a drama? Is this whatever? And it's not a stab against yeah. the the guy that made the music because it is good. I was just saying the I quality never, of I music couldn't... versus the choice of doing that music. Yeah, yeah, just it, to me, it didn't click super well and it's like Friday the 13th uses a lot of violins but at least theirs are more like chaotic and kind of like campier and it fits and obviously Bernard Herrmann's incredible yeah. like Alfred Hitchcock stuff <laughs> but for this I was not um, and other movies like this too that use that type of score it just it, it's never clicked with yeah. me See, personally, and for but. me I love orchestra when it's trying to be serious for me like orchestra music is like serious music so when I when I'm trying mm-hmm. to have like a significant scene I want orchestra shit and when I'm trying to have fucking rad fun campy 80s horror i want synth all the way well i like how they brought back the original song dude i think in, i think I when they're about... in the original movie part yes. i think they're using the old song which was cool yeah. and i was like okay like maybe that's the also multiple self-aware versions decision. of the theme i thought were tremendous i love the one on the talk show when he when robert england oh, in costume busts out and it's like a ream it's like literally like a remix you can hear like a beat is, under yeah. it <laughs> I love that. Like, they use that in the credits awesome. too. Yeah, I think like the so credits funny. has that like uh, kind of like '80s pop <laughs> rendition of it, which is cool. I absolutely love this the, the interview scene where Robert England comes out because you're like he's an actor too, and he's here. I think it is kind of weird where he's like he's doing the paintings and then he's like gone for the rest of the movie. Um, I, well, he's too busy like being yeah, yeah. Slash the entity. I, I do think that that's true. As soon as he's gone, the entity is. They're all over completely. So maybe he was. Maybe he was being possessed. <gasps> I do feel like the entity is causing an influence on people because I've I've watched this yeah. movie many times. This is the first time where I really zeroed in on how fucking wicked the hospital people are being. Dude. Oh, I love the pediatrician, the main uh, the main woman. Yeah. She's like the want she's so to funny. throw Cut her this evil out. I want to throw her into a wastebasket. <laughs> Cause you're like, oh dude. my god! I actually liked her. I liked her a lot because I thought she, in her mind, no, I think, no, I think like Brian that's what I'm. He's yeah. like, oh. I totally get where she's coming from. She's trying to save the it kid's makes, life because she's like this monster. With the yeah, information no, she no. has, it, I am like totally get it. That's what's right. so frustrating about it is like, please just stop. Just please let fucking Heather fix this. Please, please, please. But Heather's also running around with like bleeding arms. She's like, Freddy's out to get my kid. This woman thinks that the kid's schizophrenic and that the mom is too at this point. I was like, like, again, it, it, she ends up incidentally being justified because Nancy or fucking Heather is so exasperated, like exasperated by the situation that she can't like (laughs) properly explain the situation. Right. Cause she constantly is like, 
those movies you were in. And I'm like, could you fucking knock it off the, for one second with the judgment on this fucking actress mother? Like, what the fuck the are you doing? Like, killer line that establish her, establishes her as being a villain is when she's like, were there any traumatic events? You didn't let her watch your horror movies, did you? It's like, well, his father, father just yeah. died. And she's like, I'm That's sorry. True. Like, that cool. was bad. I'm sorry, <laughs> but I think that the exactly. horror films yeah. have such an effect on yeah. children. Like, <laughs> She just said her, her his father died. Died. Can we? Oh, you know what that probably was? That was probably a reference to uh, the whole thing that was happening in Congress in the nineties, where they were the fighting Tipper the music Gore. Yeah, the... yeah, <laughs> no. and they were like, because we're yeah, this is, we're like in media influences kids to do bad things, and that didn't stop because we're no. also a few years away from Columbine, right? And that's what I was that gonna say. That took does over a big resurgence. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But the uh, the other time, and uh, I mean, like, because the the PD, I don't know if she was she just a pediatrician. I mean. Boy, is she was the lead emergency room nurse. Yeah, yeah. yeah, she's being somewhat reasonable, but like she does call the cops yeah. on them. And, but it, it's what well, it was weird to me is the nurses that come in to her evil nursing. Her, staff, yeah, to put the, the movie where I, it's put the, Dylan to sleep. It's the moment where I love Julie. Yeah, Julie. <laughs> immediately, she's like, you know, I don't. I, I get the sensation she's like I don't even really know if I believe this but I trust this family and I don't want this kid to die so you know what this kid's not going to sleep yeah uh, and the nurse comes in and she's like getting ready the syringe and she's like that nurse is evil what? that nurse is evil what are you doing and she's like I'm just gonna give him something to help him sleep and she's like are you okay with that and she's like uh, no actually I'm not and she does it in so she does like the the hair behind the ear when she says it and you're like oh I'm in love with you actually okay, I do cool. mind and I'm sorry. like huh. doesn't she sorry. then punch her in the face <laughs> well so they and then and then her the nurse is like happened. do it and the other nurse already had oh, a syringe yeah, yeah. ready puts Dylan to sleep and she's right. like yeah, she's like you bitch and she pops her right in the nose I love nose. it because she's still holding on to her wrist like she grabs her wrist when the she's other like, can you let go of my yeah. wrist and she's like you and she's punching the face. Yeah. it's like action it's movie indiana jones style fucking punch to this lady. see that's that was funny but that's another scene where i'm just not clear on what the movie's trying to feed me because i'm like now like is this comedic because it was funny i laughed yeah. and I was like, but like am i supposed to be laughing because still- she's about 10 seconds away from dying and that's scary but like Sure. I don't know. I still think it's being. <laughs> I think it's still being serious because she's literally attacking nurses because she understands that the situation is getting severe. So like she, the, yeah. the other, the other, it might have been unintentionally funny. I yeah. The other nurse comes yeah. comes up with the needle and she's like, uh, "I know what's in that one. Do you know what's mine? What's what's in mine? You know going to find I'm, out when I stab you. Yeah. And she's. I'll show you yours if you show me yeah. mine. She chases all the nurses <laughs> off and she locks it and then she's desperately trying to get Dylan to stay awake. Which we know is going to be really bad if he falls asleep, and it's like a mix right. of because we know Nightmare on Elm Street, and because we know this really, really bad entity is going to be super fucked up. This is also right before we get to that ridiculous highway scene, which I don't know how so you guys felt. Like I want to talk I- about that's <laughs> the last thing I want to talk about is the highway scene. <laughs> I know I said this is Mr. Kuga. I know I said I love this movie. The highway scene, I've tried, I've tried to find ways to like it. It's fucking stupid. Objective. Well, it's, it's when the you get worst scene in the film. I like how you get a couple of things happening. You get the really horrible CGI of the glove going up and down <laughs> on top of the truck. Yeah. You get you get like Cloud Freddy, which is like the rhino from James that's, the Giant yeah. Peach, but Freddy which is, instead. That is Damon. And, and you get like tremendous. That, that should there's no business yes. being in United. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> And then you have like the six thousand Freddies coming from behind the fence that, that with, are like, oh, you only see their little hats. No, and, then and, and just and like, no, <laughs> but also very, very cheap Halloween masks. Yes. Of Freddy. 
Yeah, I wish you right. only saw the hats. You, if you just saw hats popping up, I'd be like, oh, that's kind of freaky. Yeah. But if it was just like, you blasted through all of them. They're like they're, putties. Yeah. They're putties. <laughs> like, they were probably just cut and pasted. Exactly. Yeah. I really, I really like don't them, have anything yeah. else to say. You blasted through all of them. It is it's a really bad scene, <laughs> which is which I mean, steal your thunder. Though, I'm sorry, because it is like <laughs> although there's one part where they're definitely on an actual highway. Yeah, I mean it, it's <laughs> awful because like the wow. her chasing after Dylan after we've established that he knows that his house is just past the freeway is genuinely scary because we're like, oh my god, he's going to try to run past traffic and we know that he might be sleepwalking, and right. then we're like, oh, never mind, this is not scary and stupid. But then it turns into a whole like you know they wanted to use green screen and CGI at that point yeah. in the movie. I feel like, and that's yeah, it was not executed. The best yeah, it was, time. but just, uh, you know, it's what it, it is. It got them to the house at least. They got to the house, <laughs> which is the important part. And then we get that beautiful John Saxon turning <sighs> into our actual father scene. You know? Actually, the other thing that I want to mention about Nancy's character, Nancy, Heather's character, that <laughs> we all did from it. the very, the very. That's the first time and the last time. <laughs> but uh, the uh, <laughs> this bugged me from the get go because you want to, you know have heather be like a loving mother right that's yeah. kind of the character arc they're developing for yeah. her she leaves him alone in so many scenes in this movie like in the beginning of the movie she just hands the kid to julie and she walks away and that scene she just walks out of the house with john and just leaves the kid by himself it's like this whole movie she's neglecting the kid or just passing him off to somebody else which maybe was subconsciously why i was not quite okay. clicking with her character development the whole time because i was like Maybe you are a neglectful mom. Maybe this pediatrician does have a right to kind of be concerned about your parents. <laughs> pediatrician skills. is not the baby face of this movie. So no, I would, I would, you know. I would argue the, the <laughs> I can argue against the first one because like she's allowed to go out and leave a kid with a babysitter. That is normal. No, 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 no. I don't mean that. But she's literally like, go stitch up Rex. She has the babysitter take Dylan and the stuffed animal to fix mm. it, and then she goes does something else. Like she's not there for her child during traumatic moments of her child's development she's always ah. passing the kid on to somebody else and that's what bugged me it was a very subtle thing and i don't know if it was unintentional or not but i, I would a lot say of i'd say it's probably unintentional leaving. it is hard to argue with it like especially later on because like what what gets me is that she forgets rex when when that's when also a, a huge thing at the yeah. hospital she she's like oh my god i forgot rex and like you did forget rex and that is the only thing keeping this thing under under control and you know that. i loved actually the scene where to the, the kid i think acted this out really well when you'd see rex the first time when they're under the, the mm -hmm. bed i'm sorry when they're under the covers yeah. and she's like what's this and he's like rex protects me from the monster yeah. or whatever that was awesome i love that good, scene. i thought the kid he's, nailed he's it good at like normal talk like very normal subtle talking and not yeah. talking much you know like the, the all all the more subtle yeah. maneuvers it's the, the the louder screaming and everything when you get to the rosy <laughs> acting yeah, yeah it's fucking like, tough but I like those moments of uh, of like genuine family bonding. Yeah, absolutely, I thought that was well, also the line well. "God wouldn't take me." I think he crushes it. It's a it's normal a really line. Yeah, yeah, like it's a really good line, and I think he does excellent at it. Mm -hmm. Um, I I know, I know what you mean with the whole Nancy or a fucking mm. Heather God <laughs> cock and ball <laughs> torture <laughs> machine. Um, <laughs> Heather being a neglectful mom but i really did just take it that she was fucking suffering under the weight of all the shit that was happening to her and she does have a stalker that's what I, you know what i mean like she's kind of thing. very and again it leads into what you were talking about with the mental illness thing of like she's mm -hmm. on edge all the time mostly because of external forces purposely putting pressure yep. on her like this is Still, a this is the entity a trying entity to fuck her from up. hell trying to push her over the edge so like 
I was like, ugh, not a great look, but like she's clearly trying. Like well, she think- just can't do it versus I'm purposely pushing it off. It's like she literally goes, forgive me when she leaves. Like she wants to, she very clearly wants to be there. She's aware. But she of, can't yeah, like, yeah. yeah. To, you know, but I, I think the point is the movie wants you to believe that she is a caring and there for her child mother. Exactly. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, you're, I think you're absolutely right that we see things that indicate otherwise, but I think like what the movie wants and I'm usually taken away by like with the way the, the direction of the movie is pushing me. Even Generally, more. yeah. Yeah, it depends. I, th- I, yeah, I think you're right. I think it's a completely worthwhile complaint. Yeah. I just, that's my, I think of all, all of the things I'm complaining about, it's just I just never felt a cohesive vibe from the movie for me to grasp what the intention was yeah. behind many of the scenes of the movie. But talking it through, I think the concept is really good. Um, hot take, I actually do like Screen 3 better, which Whoa. is the same type of thing. Um, obviously, it's more tongue-in-cheek, you know? It's easier to make a tongue-in-cheek movie, For though. Sure. Oh, to make sorry, a serious I'm just, movie. I'm just thinking about Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back, where they do another scream, and they lift up the, the oh, yeah. mask, and it turns <laughs> out to be a monkey. <laughs> It's very funny. I need to rewatch that. Funny, That's, yeah. <laughs> That's tremendous. Um, it's, wait, wait. Oh, until we can find Scream on in English, uh, wait for our Scream reviews <laughs> yeah. coming we'll, up. We'll, we'll keep you on for Scream, John. You yeah, got, you got, I'd you, love that. You have all the Screams reserved. Yeah, all, all, I think all four Screams are actually really good. Which is I haven't seen the fourth one. Rare. Um, it's good. It's actually uh, similar to this movie. kind of... <laughs> Well, I, in, in the in the callback. Oh, I see. Idea. Yeah, we're gonna have to rewatch all of those. We're gonna have to talk. That that's a they're good. They they hold up, I think. Okay. Well, that's yeah. all. That's all I got for West Craven's New Nightmare. Are we are we ready to to do this thing? I think so. Then two things. One, this time I'm gonna lead up front with to today. Today. Today we are going to be on stream. <laughs> Uh, playing Friday the 13th for Nintendo. It's going to be at least me and Brian and probably John, unless something comes up for him. Uh, so you'll see us playing Friday the 13th for Nintendo. That's not the new one. That's the old one. We're going to be taking turns playing different camp counselors. We're going to beat Purple Freddy. We're going to stop nope. him from jerking off those... those Jason. <laughs> Fuck. Purple We're going to use Nancy to beat... You heard We're it. We're going to use Heather to punch Jason from Come the on. Halloween series with Freddy or Come something. Come on, y'all. Chucky Voorhees. <laughs> Freddy loves. Chucky Voorhees with his <laughs> Freddy glove. <laughs> Thursday night. Uh, okay. Thursday the 12th. We're going to do it. It's going to be Thursday. It's going to be live stream. It's going to be wonderful. Please come tune in. And if you've been on our stream before, you're welcome to join us. Twitch.tv. Pick up a counselor. Help us fight Jason. Purple Jason Voorhees. <laughs> Twitch.tv slash The Outlaws Network. Um, John, we normally do the credit for you here for Deadwalk by Eyes of Astoria. That's uh, you. Where can people find you? Hey. Eyes of Astoria um, on Spotify. Description below. Um, description below. Palm Trees on Spotify and Space Disco on Spotify. Tremendous names. Um, you can find... <laughs> just always A+. Plus. Every time I hear them, I'm like, yep, that's exactly the correct one. Um, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at BloodyStreamPod. And we will talk to you, same bloody time, same bloody channel.